Hello and welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about the quarantine, but specifically what it means for productivity and some other things like that. Because um, I was kind of like spur of the moment, I was like, you know what? This quarantine and this period of self-isolation would be a great time to talk about deep work and all of the other people who actually, you know, the famous people that you hear about, like, the, you know, the idea of gravity, which I'm sure you've probably seen in a meme somewhere, was created from self-isolation period by Isaac Newton. So there's different ideas that, you know, I want to toss at you to see. Maybe you could use your self-isolation quarantine time a little bit better than you might want to. So I'm going to throw that at you. That's what we're going to be talking about this episode. I hope you enjoy. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be jumping into this topic today. So the idea of deep work came across and was um, Cal Newport coined the term uh, deep work in one of his blog posts in 2006, and then he created a book in 2014, I believe, on the same topic. And it was a really interesting book. I went through and listened to it on Audible, and um, they're not sponsored or anything like that, but I'm just saying that's what I did on the long car ride. Anyway, the point being, the uh, audio version of the book had this really funny point where the author was, like, shutting down, and it was, like, just hysterical. Besides the point, that was that was hysterical. I was laughing for, like, three days afterwards, just because of how funny it was. Um, The book was actually very interesting, talked about a lot about the idea of getting concentrated work done. And the whole idea of deep work is basically getting work done without distractions and focusing on work that provides real value instead of doing something where you just hop back and forth. Because he was basically saying, looking at today's standards, you know, we've got our phones in our pockets, you know, email, Facebook, all these sorts of things, um, specifically email and using your phone with all these sorts of distractions. People aren't really focusing or concentrating on anything anymore and he was basically saying that the people who do are going to be externally valuable to companies and to corporations that are going to become more and more noticeable the people that do that rather than just hopping back and forth between things and there's multiple people um, famous people that I'm sure you'll know their names once you hear about them a little bit more that actually use this way before you know we had things in our pockets that would go off every five minutes and so I'll talk about them for a little bit and then I'll go through and share some of my stories and my strategies that I do to this so the first person that um, I don't I think you definitely know their name unless you've been living under a rock you definitely know their name but I don't think you'd really associate them with this quarantine period and this idea of self-isolation uh, first person is Bill Gates actually. Bill Gates has been um, known to do these think weeks where he'll go off into the cabins. He has a um, house in the cabin somewhere. No one really knows where and good for them because too, that's really creepy if you knew where his house was. Besides the point, he goes off into this cabin for two weeks out of the year. So he does it like once per six months or so. And what he'll do is he'll just sit down for the entire week. He'll grab a whole bunch of, um, gather a whole bunch of like articles and grab a whole bunch of um, papers and ideas from Microsoft team and other stuff like that. And he just go through and he sit down, read and think for an entire week. And so this would be kind of like his own self-isolation. No one is allowed into the uh, the cabin for that week period, except for the person that brings him food. And um, this was just kind of an, a place for him to come up with new ideas. This actually, during this period of time, he actually came up with the idea for Internet Explorer. And he also created the... Um, 
some some really thought-provoking articles on one of them was the tide wave of the internet and some other ones like that that really came up with some new ideas uh, one of them was the idea of having a virtual earth for directions um, which was a really interesting idea at the time and is kind of common to like you know what your google maps is or something like that right so it's kind of really interesting the ideas he came up with during these weak periods away from not necessarily away from work, but it was like kind of away from work and kind of away from home, just a place to reflect and think about life. And that's kind of what this period of isolation could be for you. But you know what, what I think about this time is it's a really great time to kind of like experiment with your daily life. Um, there's a lot of times where either your normal routine, you just don't have time to step back and see what you're doing as habits wise and how that affects your life. And I like to look at these periods of time where you get time off or time to go back to reflect, kind of like look back, see what, what are you doing that helps you? What are you doing that maybe you should want to change in the future? These sorts of things. I think that this is a really great period if you're going to use the self-isolated uh, quarantine time to your best, that might be a good uh, suggestion for you. Um, the next person here that I'm going to talk about, which I talked about in the opener, is Isaac Newton. Um, during the Great Plague of London, he kind of came up with the idea and the theory of gravity, and he worked a lot on the idea of calculus. He also um, did a lot of uh, groundbreaking research in optics. So all of these things to say, he really, like, during this period of time, he really came up with a lot of stuff. Of course, all these ideas weren't immediately recognized. It took a long time. I think it was 200 years or something like that for people to start recognizing his ideas. Um, but these ideas were definitely uh, this period of being able to step back and being able to work on things by yourself. It's kind of like think of it like um, I was reading about this. Think of it like a shower. Um, you know, when you're in a shower, it's because you're like, you're not like in work or not this thing, you're able to relax a little bit. And that's tend to people have their like, um, their ideas, their great ideas start to come out during the shower, because they're relaxed, and they're away from things far enough that their brain can just have time to just connect different ideas across different parts of their brain. So think of it like that. And there's actually like, you know, there's reddits for um, shower thoughts, just like the different ideas that people come up with during these times. Think of like having a week of that period of time think of all the ideas that you could come up with during that time and that's kind of the idea here is that you could spend this time differently you could be thinking about all of these sorts of things that might improve your life maybe you'll figure out a way for you to go through college without debt maybe you'll figure out some sort of thing maybe like a new job opportunity or this thing or that thing and these different ideas can definitely help you better your life and if you spend more time trying to get step away a little bit or at least make some more intentional efforts to isolate yourself from others. <laughs> uh, just sound really like the ultimate introvert there, but um, yeah. But that's basically that's basically what we're talking about here. Um, another person that did this was uh, Carl Jung. He was um, a big, big name in psychology. He actually built a stout a tower out of stone in the woods just so he could focus on his work. And he was known to take a lot of time off of work just so that he could go there and. Um, you know, take off of time of what we think of as work, which is in the office place, and actually go to place to get real work done, to get concentrated and deep, focused work done. And that's kind of the idea here, right? Is we look at all these people, they're spending weeks or months at a period of time, um, stepping away from normal life, the distractions, the people, um, these sorts of things, just to really concentrate and think about things differently. Because I think there's a lot to be said about the distraction element. Now, um, as I was reading in these sorts of things, I came across this idea in this measurement. So every time you get distracted, every time your brain switches from one 
train of thought. So say you're focusing on writing an essay, right? Your brain is constantly thinking about this essay, this different thing. You're coming up with different ideas. How do I write this paper? This sort of thing, right? But when you get a distraction, something like maybe you get a text message and it's like, hey, do you want to have dinner tonight? Then when your brain switches from thinking about the essay to thinking about what you're going to have for dinner tonight and when you're going to do it, you lose about, it takes about 12 minutes for you to get back into the same level of concentration as you were in before. So every time you switch, your brain switches from one thought I train to one another, when, when you're hopping thought trains, so to speak, um, it costs you about 12 minutes to get back into concentrated focus time. So if you were to think about this right, um, one illustration is that uh, they did a research study, I believe it was you check your phone 150 times was the average but then they were doing some other research and some like the outliers you know the people who like really on their phone all the times were like upwards of 900 times a day a single day so 150 times 15 seems like a really big number that i can't like really concentrate and think about in my head because i'm not great at doing basic multiplication regardless it's a really big number per day um if i remember correctly it was roughly 30 hours per day and you know there's not 30 hours in a day so i don't really understand how you could you could distract yourself so much so that you're not able to focus during the entire day the point being that distractions are really bad they cost you 12 minutes of focus and they screw up a whole bunch of other stuff so being able to get this concentrated time alone you can kind of see how those efforts kind of start to multiply the more and the more intensively you focus and these sorts of things and that's kind of why um, this idea of deep work is really just kind of getting work done without distractions without like other like things maybe just isolated work these sorts of things right and i think the one thing that would be a little bit difficult for people today's time frame you know even bill gates probably i mean back then there wasn't phones weren't used as heavily and these sorts of things right so there wasn't as much distraction for bill gates as there are now today we have our phones in our pockets we have email we have all these sorts of things right so there's all these distractions and this is kind of what i do um for me personally this might not work for other people but this is what I do to try and avoid as much distraction as possible. First thing, I always have my phone on silent. Always. The only thing that I have is I have a setting turned on that says um, I, I'm allowing calls from favorites. I don't allow texts from favorites um, to give me notifications, but I do allow calls from favorites because usually if someone calls me, it's usually important and not just like, hey, what are you doing? So that's the first thing I do is I have notifications disabled completely um i actually go through i went through my phone i disabled every single notification from all the apps that i have except for three which are my messaging apps and my alarm clock and my calendar those are the only ones that i accept notifications from so everything else immediately gets shut down i don't need notifications from like uh i don't even know what other apps i have so <laughs> because I, I went through i've gone through my phone i've deleted everything that i found that wasn't important that wasn't bringing me value back into my life. So I don't have Instagram, Snapchat. I don't have any social media apps on my phone. I also deleted email off of my phone, which to some people might seem a little bit ridiculous, but I've set up systems in place. Email was a big one, especially for me um, going through and figuring out how to kind of wrangle that a little bit so that I wouldn't get constantly distracted by it. And I think for a lot of people, they see email as like, uh, it, it is, it's a very much a workplace, you know, emails where you get your priorities this thing that thing for working throughout the day and that sort of thing for some people you know it might be really difficult for them to separate for that i'm very fortunate where i don't have to be on my phone on email all the time so i just deleted the app and so i one i stopped getting notifications from it so every time i got an email spam thing from steam or some other place i wasn't distracted that didn't cost me 12 minutes 
Um, for those people who can't delete email off of their phones, I'd highly suggest working through a system of unsubscribing. Think of unsubscribing from an email list as um, kind of it's every time you spend time to go through and unsubscribe from emails and new lists and stuff like that, you're actually saving so much time in the future because every that one simple action of pressing unsubscribe once saves you the 12 minutes of getting distracted every time you get an email in the future from that same person. On top of that, it saves you the effort of having to go through and delete that email in the future or read it and that sort of thing. So you're thinking the one action you spend right now to unsubscribe and to delete the app or to get rid of the notifications, the one step it takes right now, you're saving an extra mental amount of time. You're multiplying your time just by doing that. You're saving so much time in the future. I can't even put it into like numerical terms how much time you're saving over the course of the next weeks, months. And the longer you go without notifications, with, with unsubscribing from these things, the more and more impact it has on your life. So remember, unsubscribing from unimportant emails, turning off notifications, even if you don't completely go Rambo like I have and like delete all the apps that you don't need and to like turn off notifications to everything from, except for Messenger, then you can still get a lot of benefit out of that. So going in and talking about like, you know what, getting rid of the distractions from your phone, these sorts of things, these are the things that these people started to separate from. Of course, like, you know what, like people like Isaac Newton, Bill Gates, Carl Jung, they didn't really have these amounts of distractions like we were talking about, but it really helps to kind of get yourself to that point where you don't have that level of distraction in your life for the concentrated hard work and that sort of stuff. So that's one of the things that I would do is that I would purposely, you know what, get rid of notifications, get rid of apps, get rid of these sorts of things, just to try and get away from the constant buzz. Um, I don't have notifications on my laptop or computer whatsoever because I think they're really redundant. I don't know why you need notifications on a laptop, um, but these sorts of things, that seems just extremely redundant to me. I don't know why. Uh, if for you, if it works for you, great, but for me, I have no idea why. Um, so please explain that to me, Christian at YoungerSmarterBetter.com. Please explain to me why you have notifications on your laptop. I'd love to hear more about why you do it. Um, anyway, getting back to, we've got another person here, and then I'll throw in some more tips and tricks on why I do this, with why I do things the way I do. Um, the next person and last person that I've here that I've talked about, I'm sure there's way more people, but this is the only one other person I could find with such a short time span. I literally started recording and researching this morning because I wanted to get this out to you today because I know the quarantine's going on, and so I thought it was like really cool that we could talk about this. So Mark Twain actually wrote Mar- to- Tom Sawyer in a shed away from his house, um, so so far away from his house and was so separated from his house that his family actually had to blow a horn to get him to like you know it come for food and stuff and so basically he was so far away imagine being so far away from your house in a a shed where you're writing a book by yourself and then your family has to blow a horn to get your attention i mean it kind of sounds awesome and in one sense of the word but also sounds like he's really concentrating on his work and i think that's kind of the point right really being able to concentrate and focus on these sorts of work and this sort of thing. And it's not just, so when I say concentrated work, I'm not saying concentrate on filing papers. I'm saying concentrate on the real work that provides value. And going through this, we've talked about this before, and I'll probably make another episode on this topic just because it's so important, is figuring out what gives you value in your life and what actually provides these sorts of what provides the output what is the thing that really matters in your life for Mark Twain it's writing books for Bill Gates it was working on and thinking about you know what um 
his company, Microsoft, thinking about computer technology, these sorts of things. Um, Isaac Newton, it was, you know, his science stuff, <laughs> you know, and gravity, these sorts of things. Um, just coming up with new theories as a scientist to try and get his name out there. For Carl Jung, it was ideas about psychology, these sorts of things. It's whatever your work is. It's really focusing and concentrating on that. Because I, I think that, sure, if you can get distraction-free work to f- time to, like, you know, file your papers, sure, that's great and all, but you're not really providing very much value with that. So it's thinking about it like that way, right? What are the things that are actually providing value that you should be concentrating your time on and then focusing that time on those activities that provide the most value back into your life? So when it comes to talking about that, right, and I said I was going to share more with you, one of the things that I was realizing as I was talking about this thing, don't think that you have to get a week-long vacation to do this. Don't think that you need to have like a, you need to take a week off every like six months or something like that to get these the same benefits of like a think week or concentrated time out in the woods with like a stone tower or of isolation right you don't need to have that same level thing when actually one of the things that i i realized i was starting to connect these different ideas together i actually did something very similar to this just not on such a scale of a week-long quarantine with the coronavirus and everything like that right what i would do is i'd wake up at 5 a.m and sometimes I wake up at 4.30. And what I used to do, and what one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was I'd wake up at this time because, one, I was the only person awake in the house. So it gave me the same sort of benefit of going to a shed or something like that. And it gave me the benefit of being able to work concentrated, distraction-free. You know what? gave me like an hour or two in the morning where other people weren't awake and I could just sit down and focus on the work that I had to do. So waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning for me, was one of the ways, because I could do it. I wake up in the morning. That was part of my routine. One, I could get access to the shower earlier. So that was a major win on my part. I mean, I got first to the shower. Um, it was awesome. So, <laughs> but it gave me a lot of time. It gave me like a solid hour, hour and a half in the morning so I could sit down, concentrate on work, um, a lot of the important work. That's how I got a lot of the work done for this podcast and other sort of things, my part-time job included. All of these sorts of things that I was able to spend extra concentrated time on. And I got that time in the morning. So don't think like I wasn't taking like, you know, a week long break from school and from life and going off in in the cabins or something and working on stuff. I would find little time, little like an hour to here and there, you know, for the mornings because I can do mornings. Other people, they might be night people. So staying up till 12, staying up till one, something like that might be more beneficial for you because that's the time that you can really concentrate on work and everyone else is still asleep. For me, I like to find the time that everyone else is asleep because it means that I'm the only one awake and I can focus on things. I really like that time. There's something to me personally like that's like almost a little bit magical about being the only person awake. It's There's something about being alone in the dark and like being able to concentrate on work like either if you have like music going or something like that there's something so great about that to me when like walking in the kitchen you want normally when you're walking in the kitchen at night right you you hear noises of like your footsteps and other things like opening a cabinet door has such a louder effect at night or in early in the morning than it does any other time because it's just there's so much like silence going on. it's really nice to get that silence every once in a while and that's why I like these ideas of think weeks it gives you different ideas right because it's a different perspective getting to see the world from 5 a.m before the sun even rises is completely different perspective change it allows you to have some new ideas and that sort of thing um when approaching these projects another thing that i did um that i had the availability to do is i took a um senior skip day at one point and i spent the entire day 
I woke up before my alarm. Um, this was like a Friday, I believe. I woke up 5 a.m., something like that. I was just, I woke up before my alarm. I was super excited. I was super pumped because today I was going to work on my documentary. And so I literally, I woke up, spent the entire day working on my documentary. It was awesome. I was so thrilled to work on it because I got the whole day to myself to just concentrate and work on these things. Something that I was really excited about, something that I was really passionate about. I got to spend the entire day working on it. And I made the most progress on the documentary in a single day of eight hours straight working on it than I did over the course of like the past multiple months between haphazardly working on it here and there. And it was awesome to sit down and concentrate on that. So being able to sit down and get, so you know what, it talk about like this idea of deep work and the, the period of, you know, a quarantine, right? Try to figure out where, what you're passionate about, what projects you want to work on and see how you can experiment with how you how you start projects, how you work on them. For me, finding the best distract-free time is great. You know what? I love talking about like these sorts of different ideas for you to be able to sit down and concentrate on work without, because I mean, I'll say it again, concentrate on work without distractions. And today's world, we have more distractions than ever. And especially because we're bringing them on your phone. Now, of course, I'm not saying your phone is bad by any means of the imagination. If you have an app that gives you notifications that you really enjoy, playing that game or talking to that person or doing this and that, then keep it, right? Because that's if that brings you joy, then keep on doing it. I'm just saying for me, I haven't had any app in particular that's brought me any joy past, you know what, getting a message from a friend or something like that, right? So for me, I just didn't, I realized, I took a step back, I realized that this isn't really enjoyable for me as much as it is for other people. And so I took that time and I said, you know, I'm going to read on my, I'm going to read a book instead of like opening my phone or something like that. So these are the sorts of things that I wanted to just throw at you as I see that we are uh, in quarantine right now. I'm absolutely loving this schedule. I'm, I've been able to wake up without an alarm. It's been awesome. Um, but anyway, just I thought you'd, you'd want to hear something new, something interesting that you might want to be able to throw into your life during this period of time. So as always, um, my name is Christian Alida. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. As um, I wanted to say yet again, thank you so much for your guys' continued support. Uh, we hit over 4,000 downloads, uh, cumulative downloads. I, I keep, it's just, it keeps getting better and better. Guys, I wanted to say just absolutely amazing support. Thank you guys so much. Um, the episodes there, the podcast has really been growing recently. Um, one thing I did want to mention though, is that I don't actually make money from this thing. It actually costs me money to run this podcast. So I have set up a GoFundMe in the description section below. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please donate and support however you can um another way you can support is by sharing this podcast with others getting the word out there that really helps us grow it really helps us get out there and spread the message to other young adults and um entrepreneurs and really if you could support financially that would be a huge help because then i wouldn't have to you know do all of this extra work just to do more work for the podcast i really enjoy getting this out there and providing this value to you guys so any any donation makes a huge help, even if it's a dollar or five dollars. It really makes a huge difference. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your quarantine. <laughs> oh, and stay hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm.